Our New Testament and scripture passage for today is found in Colossians. I'll be reading from chapter 1, verses 11 through 20. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers of authority or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. My brothers and sisters and beloved friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you bow with me for just a moment? Holy, gracious, almighty, and loving God, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our paths. Lord, we pray today and always that the words of our mouths, the meditations of our hearts and minds would be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, you who are our rock and our redeemer. And we pray these things in the strong and precious name of Jesus your Son, who lives and reigns with you, Almighty God, our Father, and with God, the Holy Spirit, one God, true God, our God, now and forever. Amen. You know, sometimes it's easy to spot a fake. You know, thanks, I was thinking about this, and Thanksgiving's coming up, and I was thinking, you know, even though I obviously like food and don't have the most sophisticated palate. In other words, I'll eat anything that isn't nailed down. You know, I was brought up, you, you eat what's put in front of you. But even I can tell the difference between boxed mashed potatoes and real potatoes or taters. Real mashed taters, as we called them growing up. I can also tell the difference, and you probably can too, even though kids like it better, or at least mine did, and I did when I was growing up. The boxed macaroni and cheese, you know, with the powdered cheese. I'm not sure the substance of origin. Even I, with the unsophisticated palate, can tell the difference between that and the good stuff. You know, the kind of stuff that your mom, your grandmother made, maybe you make, and I will also be making this week because my family loves that. Now, sometimes it's easy to spot a fake. But on many occasions, it's kind of difficult, especially if you don't know what you're looking for. Well, several years ago, Kevin and I had the 
privilege of traveling with a group of dear friends and also a tour group on which uh, to Peru. And we learned to tell the difference between baby alpaca, which is the wool from the first shearing, not shearing the baby alpacas, but the first shearing uh, of the alpaca. And it's the softest and, yes, most expensive alpaca, which is still the good stuff. You know, it actually comes from the animal itself. Still soft, a little more affordable. And then what they call maybe alpaca. It might have a little bit in it, but it's likely to be synthetic blend. We didn't know anything about that uh, subject. And we were grateful to local experts who spent their time telling us how to tell the difference. So no one would waste their money and come away disappointed paying for the genuine alpaca or the baby alpaca, but ending up with the maybe alpaca. So we were grateful for their expertise, and uh, nobody was fooled on that trip. But unfortunately, I've been fooled in the past. I've always loved antique china. I started loving that when, uh, my, when I was a little girl, and my Aunt Ruth, who didn't have any children, uh, Speaking of royalty today, I always thought I was a princess and I didn't know any better until it treated me like one. But I loved collecting demitasse cups. She had those little things and would teach me to have tea parties, but I always loved those, so I always liked antique china. And I used to collect it until budget and space. And then I entered uh, the ministry and itineracy in the Methodist church. I was like, I don't want to have to move one more thing. God forbid I ever have to move again, uh, curtail such purchases. And I was particularly fascinated and interested in Nippon China. Maybe some of you have some of those pieces, uh, but it has a kind of an interesting history. It's China made in Japan. The word Nippon actually means Japan. And Nippon China was only made between 1891 and 1921 since the McKinley Tariff Act was passed in 1891, and it required that every imported item be clearly marked with their country of origin. And then in 1921, the United States said, no, you got to put made in Japan, thus ending the Nippon era. Now, these items were and still are highly collectible. Some of them are, are pretty valuable. But there are numerous reproductions fakes on the market. And I learned the hard way about the reproductions and fakes. You know, you probably heard from your mom, dad, or someone that if it looks too good and sounds too good to be true, it probably is. It is. While we were on a vacation again, I thought I was getting a really good deal on several Nippon pieces, only to realize later that I'd bought fakes. Well, thankfully, the vendor was an honest person and said, hey, look, I, didn't, I wasn't advertising these as authentic, and if you thought you were getting authentic, no problem. I'll give you your money back and take back the merchandise. Thankful for that. So I did then what I should have done beforehand, and I bought a book. Still have that book. Took it out <laughs> earlier this week and reminisced, dust, dusted it off, and reminisced. I bought a book that tells novice collectors exactly what to look for in this china. The look and feel of the porcelain, the authentic versus fake marks 
on the bottom of the items and all the markings of genuine Nippon. And some of those, like counterfeit, good counterfeit bills, it's kind of an oxymoron, uh, are pretty tough to tell the difference. You might have noticed on your bulletin, the front of your bulletin today, it's kind of an unusual, and I have to give a shout out to Meredith uh, May for, uh, for creating and coming up with this image. It's kind of hard to spot. Authentic royalty, what's a real crown, and the crown, the crown of thorns. Sometimes it's tough to spot a fake. Well, today the writer of Colossians, some say the Apostles Paul, though most believe the writer was a disciple or a close associate of Paul's, wrote to the Colossian church. The purpose was to warn them against errors and heresies that were seeping in to the young Christian faith community that were threatening the integrity of the Christian faith. One of those errors or heresies was a belief similar to Gnosticism, which is, uh, in short, the belief that matter uh, and is, or, or body is not good and only the spiritual is good, body is bad, matter is bad. And that also that believers must obtain secret, esoteric knowledge in order to have access to the true faith. This was an error that was really enticing because it was likely a combination of Jewish and pagan beliefs. And it was seemingly sophisticated and intellectual. And also believed in uh, pledging allegiance to other spiritual authorities. Another one of these errors was the error of asceticism, or, in other words, a belief in rigid spiritual practices and perfection, that that was what was required to be saved, rather than the forgiveness of sins by faith in Christ alone. That was another heresy threatening the church. Another uh, heresy or error in thinking in that time was the rejection of the dual nature of Christ. In other words, rejecting the full humanity and the full divinity of Christ. We know that Jesus, you know, God who became flesh, fully God, 100%, and fully human, 100%. I know. Try to wrap your head around that. Theologians, pastors, scholars... Folks like you and me have spent years, written volumes, and yet we accept that on faith. We know that, but we don't understand. But they were rejecting the full divinity of Christ. And then also pluralism. In a nutshell, the position that, well, as long as you believe in some God, you have faith in some God, and you combine it, with Christianity, you know, that's okay. Okay. It's interesting that throughout Christian history, the book of Colossians has been important in developing and understanding basic Christian doctrine. It's interesting that in the fourth century, the declarations regarding the nature of the person of Christ uh, was named by proponents of Arianism, the belief that Jesus was of similar 
but not exact nature, as God the Father, and those who affirm the position of Athanasius, who stated that Jesus is of the exact same nature and substance as God the Father, as we just read. Have you ever heard the expression, it doesn't matter an iota, or it does matter an iota? Ever hear that? Ever wonder where that came from? Well, it came from this controversy. Because you see, it does matter an iota. The Arians believed, well, Jesus, yes, he's the son of God, but he's not the same as God. He's similar, but not the same, which we know is false. They're similar. The Greek word for that is homoousius, the iota. Athanasius said, no, only God saves so if Jesus is the son, no, Jesus is the son of God and Jesus saves, Jesus is God. So Arianism was condemned at the Council of Nicaea in 325. Heresies are still around in certain forms. You know, times may change, people's names may change, but these heresies, these things present themselves just in newfangled forms. So we've got to be on the lookout. There are groups that deny the divinity of Christ. Yeah, he's a good guy, good teacher. You know, preach love, peace. Good teacher. He's not God. There are groups that believe that. Belief that matter and body are bad. Again, misunderstanding what Scripture teaches about creation And also those groups that said, well, you know, you've got to have this secret knowledge. And that's appealing to intellect. That good works are what's necessary for salvation rather than faith in Jesus Christ and the forgiveness of sins. And believing that Jesus is not the only way. These beliefs can be subtle. And yeah, they can be appealing. And sometimes, you know, there's a grain of truth. The fakes can look awfully similar. You can look at that image on your bulletin. Wow, they look so similar. And if we don't know the characteristics of the King of Kings, we don't know what we're looking for, and it's easy to be deceived. Just as I didn't know the right marks on the Nippon China, And I almost got stuck with a fake. The Old Testament lesson from Jeremiah tells us that there will be false teachers, those who lead people astray, those who are fake, and those would have us believing in a faith that is not authentic. So we have to know the characteristics of the King of Kings. I have to admit, I'm... A little fast, still a little fascinated with British royalty, all the pomp, the circumstance. You know, when I think of a king or royalty, I think back to the days when I was a kid and I would play dress up and I'd wear the tinfoil crowns. Anybody else do that? Probably a little more sophisticated today. Or maybe uh, we got to go to Burger King and I'd stick on one of those crowns. You think about a king wearing a crown, a king being in authority, powerful, majestic. And if a king has enemies, we think of a king, well, you're just going to take them out, destroy them. 
or have them serve me. And if they owe something, well, I'll make them pay for it. I'll probably charge them all kinds of interest or put them in prison. That's the kind of kings that we think about when that image comes to our mind. But that's not what Scripture teaches about our king of kings, is it? Our king of kings paid for and canceled our debts. A debt that we could never, ever repay. The forgiveness of sins. Jesus, in whom all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile, to rectify, to make right with himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by what? Making peace through the blood of the cross. This passage, the latter portion of what I read today, is thought to be another beautiful early Christian hymn. Another one of those beautiful hymns is found in Philippians, Philippians 2. When Jesus says, Jesus, who didn't think it robbery to be equal with God, but set that aside, never gave up his divinity, still fully God, but became flesh. Didn't say, okay, I'm going to throw you in prison. You're going to pay all your debts, even though I know you can't because God is holy. No. Came in the form of a slave and was obedient even unto death on a cross. And as Colossians says today, by making peace through the blood of the cross. Now that's the real king. We had a debt, we couldn't pay it. We were enemies of God. Paul talks about that in Romans. While we were helpless sinners, enemies of God, God, because of his love toward us, sent Jesus. Christ died for us. So, y'all, I learned my lesson about that fake Nippon, and I knew I needed to learn more about it so I wouldn't make that mistake again. But more importantly, my friends, we've got to be vigilant. We've got to be careful, or we're going to fall for the fakes because some of them are so enticing. Well, we've got ways to do this. God and God's goodness doesn't leave us helpless. As United Methodists in the Wesleyan tradition, we believe in the primacy of Scripture, of the authority of Scripture. You know, it says if you want to learn something, read the book. Read the Bible. God, as God revealed God's self through the Holy Scriptures. Our historic creeds We said the Apostles' Creed this morning. I once had someone ask me, why do y'all do that every week? Say the creed. You know, isn't that just rote? Well, how else do you learn something? How'd y'all learn your spelling words? You said them over and over, you spelled them over and over again. How'd you learn multiplication? Your times tables. You memorized. And it becomes a part of you. I know it. So in the midst of crazy weeks when my faith is shaken, sometimes I'll say, I believe in God the Father Almighty. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. 
the historic creeds. And then study and reason. We've got brains. You know, we've got a head on our shoulders, and as Mama said, uh, it's good for something besides a hat rack. We've got reason. And we study, and we do that together, individually, but also together, Bible study. Get together. And we've got the witness and experience of God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit bears witness to the truth of Christ, as we say in one of our other creeds. Many of y'all probably receive Andy's rooted devotionals every day uh, text, via text, or you see it on Facebook. Uh, and if you don't, I encourage you. They're, they're great, short, daily meditations. But I love that word, rooted. If we're going to stay away from fakes and lead others to the King of Kings, we've got to stay rooted. We've got to stay rooted in Christ. Christ, the real King. The King of Kings who set aside his status, who suffered, died, and was the firstborn of the dead and resurrected, whom Scripture reveals our creeds have and continue to affirm, and the one whom the Spirit witnesses to our spirits. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, Lord, we thank you for your most perfect gift, Jesus Christ, your only Son, our Lord and Savior, the image of you who set aside his status, became flesh, and died for us while we were sinners. Lord, keep us near the cross of Christ that we might be found faithful, that our faith would not waver, and that we would lead others to worship you the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And we ask this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen.